The Princess Bride Revealed. Haggis Pinball in Trouble. We're heading to Texas. Hi, my name is Jonathan Jusen. I'm the editor of Pinball Magazine and I'm joined by... Hello, I'm Martin Ayer, and I'm, I'm the editor of Pinball News. And uh, Jonathan and I are here to bring you all the exciting news in the pinball world throughout the month of February 2024, which, uh, at time of recording, has just finished a few moments ago uh, where I am and about an hour ago where Jonathan is. So here we are. We're in March, we're looking back in February. And, uh, well, it's been a relatively quiet month, I suppose. But uh, we do you have say? a new game. We do. Yeah. And the, the mystery of, of who was going to be making that game has been solved. Ooh, tell me more. But not by us. Well, okay. Well, uh, in previous editions of, of this pincast, we have uh, told you about the Princess Bride game and the fact that the, the game had been announced, but the actual manufacturer of it was being kept secret. Well, um, it was teased through uh, a website um, for the Princess Bride Pinball and also from some flyers that were sent out with orders from Pinball Life. But uh, it was only on uh, Monday the 19th of February when the game was officially launched and revealed, as we had actually told you last month, uh, we thought it was, uh, as a as the latest release by Multimorphic for their P3 Pinball platform. Right. And uh, so it's the Princess Bride based on the movie of that uh, name, which, of course, is based on the book of the same title. Uh, it includes all the assets from, from that movie, including uh, all the actors, their likenesses, um, the clips, the full length of the, the movie, speech calls, and music. The uh, the game is uh, well. The game's creative director is Stephen Silver, of course, who's uh, who's worked on uh, other games for uh, for Multimorphic, including I, Heist, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, Weird Al, right, as well. Uh, the the music for the game is an adaptation of uh, Mark Knopfler of uh, Dire Straits, his original soundtrack. It's been uh, recomposed or reformatted, I should say, by. Um, a composer called Paul Farrer, who's in the UK, who's actually a very prolific uh, writer of music for TV shows and films and um, and adverts and many other um, types of media. Wow. Anyway, he's he's adapted the music for the game and added um, at least another twenty extra tracks to it as well, which he's created. No expenses saved. <laughs> no, no, it's been been very busy, and uh, so from what I've heard and what you've heard as well, I think it sounded very well. Uh, sounded, sorry, sounded very good, and works very well with the game. Um, obviously, they've got all the voice calls from the movie, but there's, that doesn't include anything that's specifically pinball related. So uh, Lucas Pepke has uh, recorded a whole bunch of uh, new voices for it, which have all been approved by the movie licensor as well. So th there's going to be a ton of uh, voice calls and extra music in the game. Um, and I think it's pretty much in there. I don't think the voice calls are in there so much, but certainly the music is. And um, anyway, three editions. Yeah, of this, I was, uh, was going to say, it's the, it's the first time for Multimorphic to come out with uh, three editions of uh, one title. Yeah, well, the first time I think they come out with a, a, a movie license as well. 
Right. So uh, they obviously obviously think there's a a, um, a big fan base for this this title, and uh, the, the the fans will want to get the the top end collector's edition of it. Now, unusually, um, as you said, it's being brought out in three versions, but um, which is the first for Multimorphic, but also they are bringing it out in in a kind of staggered way, in that the the top end collector's edition is only available as a complete P3 machine with the game module installed and various extras added to it, various cosmetic extras, I should say. The limited edition and standard edition are available both as complete machines and as game modules for uh, existing P3 owners. So if you you have a P3, you can buy the limited edition, uh, which costs $5,000, or you can buy the standard edition, which is $3,750. Right, but if you have yeah. to, if you're still missing that P3 platform, then yes, you're, if you haven't got one, yeah, then, then you can buy any of the three uh, editions as part of a complete machine package. Right. So the complete collector's edition machine, so that's a P3 plus the uh, Princess Bride module and all the extras that you get with the collector's edition. That's thirteen thousand seven hundred and fifty dollars. The limited edition. Which misses some of the some of the bling, but includes um, the topper and uh, various other um, top end sp- uh, specific elements, such as the the back or the, uh, the, yeah, the back box display imagery. That's twelve seven fifty, so a thousand dollars less. Or for eleven five hundred, you can buy a, a complete P three machine with a standard edition of the Princess Bride, and it, and it's, it is worth pointing out um, very very early on that. The actual playfield module is identical for all three of these. So you're getting the same game play, the same um, physical playfield as well, no matter which one of these three you get. All you get with the collectors and limited edition games are basically more bling, uh, different different cabinet, metal work. Um, different uh, different backgrounds, I think. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they say the collector's edition complete machine has uh, the swords mounted on the uh, on the side of the cabinet, so it feels like, or it looks like you're uh, wielding swords as you're playing the game. Oh. Anyway. anyway um, so. so the game is announced, but production will start this summer, not immediately. So, um, uh, But I do have to say the game, uh, according to uh, Jerry Stellenberg, founder of the company, the game is uh, currently mode complete, feature complete, and all the rules are in place, but uh, until production, the software will be tweaked, uh, bugs will be fixed, and that kind of stuff. So, sure. Uh, well, they have actually done some uh, some gameplay video. Yes. Uh, that's by Buffalo Pinball. That was just done uh, last week, I think, and that's available to watch on YouTube on the I think Buffalo Pinball page, and also on their Twitch stream right. as well. So if you can you search those out, won't bother giving you the, the convoluted YouTube link with a bunch of weird characters. I'm not even sure all of them are. Um, but the game will be available to play at the Texas Pinball Festival uh, in the middle of this month. So uh, along with the game, there'll also be members of the team there, and I think they're doing a seminar as well about the creation of this this game. And 
Multimorphic normally have quite a large stand at the Texas Pinball Festival showcasing yeah. some, many of their uh, their own games. It used to yeah. be they ten, were showcasing a lot of... So. Yeah, it used to be showcasing a lot of um, homebrew games uh, based on their P-Rock system. And now they've got so many of their own games, uh, they, they tend to show those off as well. So now you'll get, get to play uh, Weird Al and Heist and um, Find a Resistance as well as... Uh, yeah, well, the Cosmic Heart rating, I'm sure, as well. Yeah. Um, as well as the Princess Bride. So uh, if you're going to Texas Pinball Festival, that's uh, that's something to look out for and uh, drop by the seminar as well uh, to find out how that game was made. Right, and, uh, well, uh, last year, Texas Pinball Festival was a huge uh, show where new games were uh, revealed. So, uh, so make sure to be there this year as well, uh, and, and not just for new games, uh, but for more reasons that we'll talk about later <laughs> on. Well, indeed, yeah. Okay, um, well, that, that, that was the, the big news, I suppose, of the month. Um, finally, getting to see what the, the Princess Bride was. And uh, personally, I didn't know anything much about the game, or oh, about the, uh, the movie, I should say, on which the game is based before uh, finding out that it was about to be announced, at uh, which point I decided I'd better, uh, better watch it. And then, having done that, the the game itself makes an awful lot more sense. So if you haven't uh, watched the movie and uh, you're considering buying a uh, Princess Bride game, it's definitely worth watching the movie to, to understand the gameplay a lot more. There's a whole bunch of modes in there which... I just just names if you haven't seen the movie. They make no sense whatsoever. But once you have, um, I think it all all comes together very well. And they they obviously have got a lot of assets in the game, and that uh, that certainly helps um, with the the storytelling. And then I think they've uh, designed a very nice game there. But I right. uh, haven't haven't played it yet, so I'm looking forward to, to doing that in, yeah, uh, absolutely. in a yeah. couple of weeks' time. Yes. Okay. Moving on from uh, from Texas, uh, I suppose to uh, well Chicago, Maine, then. Um, Stern Pinball, the uh, the biggest manufacturer um, in the pinball industry uh, at the moment and for quite some time already, mm-hmm. um, they're currently building Jaws Premium games. And um, uh, while doing that, they also released a new making of video, like they always do uh, with uh, uh, design team members who talk about features in the game and so on. And this time uh, they uh, uh, highlighted or spotlighted Venom with uh, Dwight Sullivan and... Uh, Brian Eddy, I guess. Exactly, yes. Mm. Oh, bless you. And that uh, video is available on CERN's Facebook uh, as well as on their YouTube channel, uh, I suppose. Uh, uh, yes, that's where I watched it uh, yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the company also announced that uh, accessories for Stranger Things are back in stock. Um, Thank heavens! Yeah, uh, I didn't know they sold out, but apparently they did. So, uh, um, and there's a bunch of new code which Martin will tell you all about. Oh, right. Okay, yeah, that's me. Um, okay, uh, most recent one was um, an update to. For all those people who have got the uh, the 60th anniversary edition of 007 James Bond, which um, was actually quite a big update. Version 1.08 came out on the 27th of Feb and added over 250 new speech callouts and uh, changed some of the rules and um, addressed a scoring exploit that was available. But here's the thing that really hit me about that was it also moves the whole game up onto the new 
system software, version 3.61, which I know you've all been waiting for. And um, now this adds a whole bunch of new things to um, sort of our default settings. So there's, there are adjustments for what the, the action button on the lock bar does, whether it um, does nothing, whether it starts a game, or whether it takes you into the gameplay menu where you can choose, you know, competition modes um, and head-to-head and, uh, -head and all that kind of stuff. And also they've updated um, various things in the, um, in the settings for different types of um, installs. So you can install the home setting and it's, it sets a whole bunch of things to certain values um, such as um, it... Um, Trying to think what it does. It does um, turns oh, it turns the number of initials on the high score to ten straight away. Um, turns the knocker volume down to low. Um, allows you to use the insider connected home team feature um, when you're on free play. Sets it to free play by default. That that kind of thing. But also does one for competitions as well. So it it um, when you go install competition, it sets up basically all the sort of things you'd want to do for if you're running a tournament. Um, now, that was previously available on, on uh, some of the other games, but it was a bit inconsistent to what it did. Now it seems to be standard across this game and other updates as well, which I'm about to talk about. But what, what this suggests to me is we're going to see a flood of new code coming out fairly soon for every single game that's on the Spike 2 platform to implement this new system 3.61. Right. So uh, watch out for that because uh, no doubt they'll sneak in a few little other tweaks as well, uh, bug fixes and things into software. But watch out for a big raft of software releases coming out to to bring all the all the games up onto the same system platform and have all the same features. Yeah. Um, but that hasn't been announced yet. But one that did come out was Jaws, of course, which is the current game, as Johnson was just saying. Um, version 0.85 came out and that added a whole bunch of things. Uh, as you would expect, more multi-ball, bounty hunt multi-ball, celebration multi-ball, um, a whole bunch of perks as well, a whole system for completing uh, various um, gear types. Um, and it's, unless you know the game, it doesn't make an awful lot of sense, but there's a massive amount of changes in the game and, uh, and adjustments to how difficult things are or easy. Uh, so that's that's a big update. And uh, also, at the beginning of the month, back when we were just talking about Venom, well, that got uh, version 0.97 on the 8th of February. Um, that, interestingly, um, only moved up to version 3.60 of the system, rather than 3.61, which seems to be exactly the same as 3.61, except that the... Um, in the new version, when you when it comes up with, do you want to play again? It, um, it in the new in the new system it goes to the previously selected game mode. Um, in, the, in in this update from for Venom, it doesn't. That option's not there. Um, but the, other than that, there are just a few tweaks and um, some extra speech callouts and uh, um, and a whole bunch of achievements for those who care about those. Twenty nine new achievements for Venom. Right. Uh, and that's probably enough software, to be honest. Yeah, it's probably enough stone pinball, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So, in the absence of any new games being announced, yes, let's let's move on to our next pinball company, which would be Spooky Pinball in uh, Benton, Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. And yeah. news from them. 
Uh, well, the uh, scouts for Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Looney Tunes have arrived. Um, allow them to uh, start uh, or finish production of the first games. Um, and they also started shipping. So the first games have been arriving on uh, on various locations, I uh, I believe. Yes, um, I've seen quite a few uh, pictures of, uh, of uh, lineups of games with, uh, with both Texas Chainsaw Massacre and Looney Tunes, even in the same row, which uh, which is quite impressive, I think, because they basically got the same play field. Yeah, but the gameplay is completely different. But, oh, yes, absolutely, yes. Yeah, so... Um, yes, and very, very different uh, subjects as well. Yes, yeah, but also completely different programming teams, different rules and, yep. and, and different qualifying modes for multiballs and all that kind of stuff. So, uh, uh, same layout, but uh, completely different machines uh, in, in all the ways you look at it. So... Uh, uh, the company also announced, and this is very big, uh, drum roll. Mm-hmm. They are now on TikTok. Mm. I knew you were waiting for that. Well, that's it then. Yeah. My, my life is complete. <laughs> <laughs> so, and there's something you came up with. Uh, I missed it, but apparently uh, Spooky is now uh, selling translites for all their games uh, through their websites. Um, and these cost uh, $80 plus shipping. Uh, shipping inside the US uh, by UPS ground will cost you uh, $8.42. Uh, but if you have, want a tube which translates to be shipped to the UK by UPS International, and it's costing you almost $42. Yeah. Uh, I was I was going through and, and trying different uh, destinations to see how much it would cost because it's you have to you have to put in a complete shipping address and, uh, and almost almost put in your credit card details until you can you can uh, actually find out how much it's going to cost. But uh, probably not worth it then if you're just buying one transnight. But if you're buying uh, two or two or more, then uh, you can amortise that forty forty two dollars over the uh, over the cost of all of them. Right. Uh, it's interesting though they've got um, they've got all their all their games. Uh, you th- you'd think after all this time they might have some issues with some of the older licenses, you know, about uh, being able to reproduce those. But no, it looks like they've got pretty much every game that they've uh, they produced, including going back to the uh, uh, what was it, Pinball Zombies from Beyond the Grave, that one. Oh, the very first one. Yeah, yeah, and America's Most Haunted, and all those are, are there. Yeah. Um, that's what yep. the Pinball Zombies game became. Um, I thought that was... I thought Pinball Zombies became Rob Zombie, but... Uh, no, 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 no. America's Most Haunted. Oh, okay, right. Well, I do remember that. I do remember seeing uh, one game inside the cabinet of the other one at, um, at the uh, Midwest Gaming Classic many, many years ago, back when... Uh, Spooky were just starting up. It was a very, yeah. very rare one-off. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, it was in uh, it was in a hotel room at the time because they they didn't have any uh, floor space left. Right. So uh, okay. that's yeah. where they were exhibiting. So, but anyway, um, yes. So translites from uh, Spooky for all their games, eighty dollars currently available. So yeah. get them while you uh, while you can. Yeah, and there's also uh, several streams of uh, Looney Tunes available uh, by now and. Uh, uh, there were already of uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, so if you're interested in uh, checking these games out before you head to the Texas Pinball Festival, then uh, you can do that on YouTube. 
and or TikTok. TikTok. Or TikTok, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> hey, good. Okay, well, that's, uh, that's enough spooky news. Um, you can see we're, we're, uh, after our three-hour pincast last month, we're getting a bit of a move on this time. We, we haven't got an interview, so we're going to rattle through this and get uh, get it all wrapped up and bring you all the news as soon as we can. So I'll stop waffling and move on to Jersey Jack Pinball. And, I, I was uh, going to say, don't waste people's time. <laughs> yes, I know. Like that. <laughs> Look, but now you are. <laughs> right, anyway, Jersey Jack Pinball. Um, right. Yes, uh, not a huge amount of news from them. They're currently making the collector's edition of their Elton John game, which... Um, I think those who those who've got it and those who played it always seem to speak very highly of the game. Yeah. Um, I think it's uh, it seems to be. I don't. Well, I'm hoping it's not a sleeper game, but I think it is. Uh, it, well, to me, it looks amazing, and I'm. Uh, I can't wait well, to play it again. Uh, uh, hopefully, at Texas. Good old Elton John CDs. Uh, I've got some. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you've got I, I, some. I, 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 I thought you you bought this entire music collection at an auction. Uh, I hope not. Um, I'd be worried about. I'm going to have to go back and uh, check my credit card statements. Um, anyway, they anyway. are. Uh, they announced that, they, that the Elton John Collector Edition Number Zero Zero Two Pinball Machine has uh, been has found a new home through Christie's Auction House, um, where it was sold. Uh, well, it was put up for auction uh, as part of uh, um, raising money for. Um, the Elton John AIDS Foundation, and uh, it closed with a remarkable winning bid of fifty-five thousand US dollars. And uh, this was a special, special edition. Uh, apart from being collector edition uh, number two zero zero two, it was also autographed by Elton himself and wow. uh, and Jack, I think, as well. Okay. So. Uh, Jack, of course, said um, a huge thank you to Christie's Auction House for allowing us to play a small part in supporting such an incredible cause, and thank you for joining us in making a difference. So, uh, well, that was a very generous uh, donation um, on behalf of uh, Jersey Jack Pimble and Elton John for for his AIDS charity. So another 55,000, and congratulations to whoever the lucky uh, winning bidder of that was. Right. Now, the question remains, when do we get to see Elton John play his Elton John game? Hmm, yes. If, if, yeah, I'm, if I'm, ever. I'm now casting my mind back. <laughs> yes. I'm casting my mind back to to a game that was um, based on someone and they played it and they clearly didn't know how to play very well. Now, I can't remember... <laughs> What game oh, I was. Well, uh, Elton John is like 100 years old, so I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if he doesn't know how to play that well, but at least it would be fun to see Elton John play Elton John. It would. Uh, I'm sure it will come back to me at some point uh, over the next uh, half an hour or however long we have left on this pincast, and I'll, uh, I'll, I'll uh, or it'll probably be like five minutes after we finish recording, but uh, sure. anyway. Yeah. Right. So I think that's uh, that's pretty much all the news from Jersey Jack Pinball. They're still cranking out the Elton John game. So uh, we'll, we will see them at the Texas Pinball Festival as well. Yeah. So, uh, oh, well. Um, then moving on to Barrels of Fun from uh, Houston, Texas, um, mm. who have um, uh, announced that they have shipped their first 100 Labyrinth machines. Mm-hmm. Which is uh, quite an ex- uh, uh, accomplishment, I would say, for it such is, a, yeah. uh, a young company. I mean, they, 
they basically announced themselves at uh, uh, Pimble Expo uh, in October of last year and uh, started production uh, November-ish, uh, I would say. Mm-hmm. So um, uh, getting 100 games out the door by February, that's, that's not bad for a, for a startup. Yeah, that's um, what's about uh, 10 weeks, I suppose, so 10 a week. It's not bad, and of course there've been uh, been breaks for for holiday season over there right. as well. So yeah, I think it sounds like they're uh, they're really ramping up production. Right. So and, congratulations uh, to them. Yeah, and the uh, the toppers, the goblin toppers for uh, Labyrinth also arrived, and they started shipping. And last but not least, for uh, Barrels of Fun, a code update for uh, Labyrinth. Which is mm-hmm. dated uh, on the sixteenth. Uh, no, I'm saying yeah, sixteenth yeah, of February uh, of this year. Um, uh, it says the goblins are alive, which I guess means that the topper goblins are now animated. Yes, mm-hmm. I think that's correct. And uh, and there's a whole lot more I haven't read into it because uh, yeah, well they, the goblins apparently react and comment to all sorts of things happening in the game, so they're quite interactive with the gameplay. Um, so you need to go in if you have that topper, you need to go into the, the topper settings in the service menu and enable it, or it won't <laughs> won't do anything at all. Right. Uh, so that's a, a fairly basic um, th- thing to add. Um, and then there's quite a lot of other rule changes as well, and uh, and additional um, assets in the game, and uh, and some bug fixes, which uh, apparently there were bug fixes, but we didn't know about them. But uh, guess we haven't got the game. Right. So, uh, oh well. Uh, I look forward to playing Labyrinth again, uh, probably at the Texas Pinball Festival. So, I'm sure uh, they will be there, as, uh, as you say. They're from Houston, so uh, it's their, their, not quite their local show, because it's the Houston Arcade Expo show as well, um, which I'm sure they will have a big presence at. But, um, yeah, I'm sure they will, they will be uh, have plenty of uh, Labyrinth games set up uh, in uh, Frisco. Right, okay. So, um, then uh, moving on to um, American Pinball, uh, mm, we had uh, yes. David, David Fix uh, as a special guest last month uh, in our previous episode um, uh, with a, a, quite a lengthy interview in which he revealed a lot, yes. uh, which could be interpreted in multiple ways, and apparently I did it in the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> so um, let me say on the record that uh, if you're a reader of the uh, Pinball Magazine newsletter, uh, which and who out, isn't? Um, which goes out every month. I, uh, 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 in my summary, I mentioned that uh, the upcoming uh, American pinball game uh, designed by Barry Osler will feature live actors similar to Galactic Tank Force. Um, apparently, that's not the case. Um, so I checked our interview with um, uh, David Fix, uh, as I specifically asked about that, and uh, David commented, and I'm probably paraphrasing here, but he said um, there will be video assets, there will be actors, um, um, and he was you, very vague. Uh, about, you put two and two together, and uh, I put two and two together, but apparently it will not be like. 
uh, in galactic tank force, but in a different way. Um, so uh, to to quote David Fix, stay tuned. Hmm. Okay. So, well, uh, we will. We don't know exactly when uh, that game is going to be announced. We're hoping it might be at the Texas show, but I don't know. I haven't heard any any rumblings in that regard just yet. But uh, we will obviously let you know as soon as, as soon as we know anything. But what I can tell you is that uh, David will be a guest at the UK Pinball uh, UK Pin Fest show, which is held in uh, in Daventry in the uh, in the UK in, in uh, Central England, and that's in mid August of this year. So. Uh, if you uh, want to uh, ask David any any questions about American pinball yourself, then uh, he will be in person, and I think probably holding a presentation of some kind at the UK Pinfest show this August. Right, and by then, most likely the Barry Osler game will have been uh, re- revealed and maybe even present at the show. We don't. Know I would that. I would expect it to be at the show. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So. As was Barry Arthur a couple of years ago. He was, well, yeah, he was indeed, yes. I remember driving him back to his hotel uh, by the airport after the show was over. Right. So. Yeah. Oh, well. Um, and that, that's all the American Pimble news that uh, uh, we found uh, newsworthy to mention here. Uh, it's not that they've not been doing nothing. I believe the classic uh, pr- uh, model of Houdini is on the line. Uh, as well as Galactic Tank Force, of course. Oh. So, uh, mm-hmm. okay. So, um, closer to right. uh, so to home, my home, well, your home, yeah, Dutch pinball. and mine too. Yeah, Dutch pinball. Um, yes, I did talk to uh, Barry Driesen, the uh, owner of the company, uh, today. Um, lots of off-the-record stuff that I can't mention, so I won't. But um, I can say that the um, uh, the last early achiever games uh, that the company still has to produce for those who bought a Big Lebowski game when it was announced in I think 2014, um, those who who got placed an order at Pinball Expo were right after that, mm-hmm. um, are the so-called early achievers. And then, if you know the story of Dutch Pinball, which is worthy of a book or even a movie, <laughs> I think, um, the company got in uh, uh, heavy weather and uh, uh, eventually managed to dig themselves out of the hole that they were in. Um and, uh, well, the good news is that the uh, the last early achiever games that the company still has to uh, uh, deliver to those early achievers will be shipping out this month, being March, uh, so in a couple of weeks. And um, Dutch Pinball will not let that event go by unnoticed. Um, <laughs> it's not going to It's not going to be a big celebration, but... Uh, I think it's very right uh, for them to acknowledge that um, uh, it's quite an accomplishment. It is, uh, yeah. Where, Every, where everyone, they, everyone who paid for their game and uh, over many years thought they may have lost their money will actually be made whole. Will get, will get their game. It may, may take them several years in order to do it, but uh, no, they've been true to their word, or Barry has, and. Um, 
he's he's delivered on his promises. So I think that's definitely worthy of celebration. Well, that, uh, I can't name any other pinball company that has done the same. I also can't name any pinball company that has had the same troubles. <laughs> no. <laughs> No, but, it's, uh, uh, it's it's quite it's a it's a unique story, but uh, hopefully one with a happy ending then. Yeah, yeah, and uh, of course it is not the end for Dutch pinball. No, they're, they're, far from uh, it. No, exactly, they're expanding, and uh, uh, there's there's new projects coming up, which we will tell you all about in upcoming episodes. Yep, yeah. uh, more than that we cannot say at the moment, but uh, so. Uh, Keep tuned, uh, stay tuned uh, for uh, all the latest updates. So, moving on, um, if we can't say any more about Dutch Pinball, what can we say about Pinball Brothers then, who are also uh, from Europe, a little further north in Sweden? Right. Um, Not that much this month. Um, I was expecting them to announce a new game, and, uh, well, that might still happen in... Uh, March, we don't know, or we might see one at uh, Texas Pimple Festival, or maybe not, we don't know. Mm. Um, but they did come out with a 4.1.1 code update for Alien. And there's a couple of, uh, well, uh, huh? uh, uh, changes, of course, and I haven't ran into that because I don't have a game. And if no. you have it, you probably install it right away, so... Um, and you'll notice the differences soon enough. Yeah, one of the things I noticed, uh, which I did find interesting, this is, um, um, firstly, they're bringing out, still bringing out new code for Alien after all this time. Uh, this this just changes things like uh, free play is now being made the default, and um, and some new topper and flasher effects because remember the, they have that relatively new topper to the game as well by uh, Arta Pinball, I believe. Yeah. So that's uh, that's a very nice looking uh, add-on, and uh, they've added some new effects for that. But also, one of the things I did, did notice was they said they renamed the open door ball saver to ball save after test, and they said to make it more clear how this works. And they said we can't detect when the door is open. I thought, really? That's surprising. Um, I thought every game knew when the door was open. Um, I mean, presumably, it, turned, it disables high power anyway, but that could just be a, a hardware interlock. It means the game doesn't know that it's done that. Right. So there you go. Um, so it, it only either, saves so. the ball if you if you go into the uh, the test menu and and do stuff. If you, if you just open the, the coin door and close it again, it doesn't give you the ball back. That right. was the, uh, the the new feature there. But, but but you think that if you are in the middle of a game, you open the coin door. And you go into test menu, that would automatically end the game anyway. Uh, not, not necessarily. No. Apparently not. No. But no, no. I mean, that that hasn't been the case on, on quite a few games for quite a while. It certainly used to be the case. Yes, and yeah. Barry Williams days, certainly, and uh, and early earlier Stern games. Yes, going into the menu would would uh, basically dump you out of the game that you're currently playing. But uh, no, now you can go in and change all kinds of things and and, and uh, come back out and carry on playing. Yeah. Right. Okay. Well, uh, that, that was the only news from uh, from Pinball Brothers. Um, I do expect them to be at the Texas Pinball Festival, and uh, I hope also that we can continue our tradition uh, by now of interviewing Daniel Jensen at the uh, at the event. Mm. Yes, I'm sure we can find a room uh, like we have done previously. 
And uh, well, hopefully, we come back with a nice, nice selection of interviews for uh, for Iowa uh, March Pincast. Right. So um, now, speaking of the Texas Pinball Festival, um, a uh, another Texas-based company is uh, Turner Pinball, who have announced they will be at the Texas Pinball Festival. Reservations for Ninja Eclipse are opening soon. Soon. Mm. Visit us at Texas Pinball Festival to see our updated cabinet and pricing. Now, that's going to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes, obviously they've uh, been listening to some of the feedback after their uh, Pinball Expo reveal and, um, and have adapted their cabinet and their pricing scheme. And we'll find out what that is and, of course, report on it um, in our next Pincast if right. not um, in our uh, individual reports from the Texas Pinball Festival, which we will we'll be able to get on the Pinball Magazine website and the Pinball News website. Right. So, okay. That's all uh, for Turner Pinball uh, right now. So far, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, moving on to uh, Chicago Gaming. Yeah, they've uh, they've been well. They've been busy. Um, Britain actually making Pulp Fiction games Finally. as well. As we reported last month, they started making them. Uh, but also now the, the manual for the Pulp Fiction game is available through the Chicago Gaming website. Uh, you can download it or review it as a, as a PDF. And it's a, a pretty substantial document as well. Uh, I think it's uh, probably Butch Peel's work. He's, uh, yeah, he's he used worked to, on it for years. Yeah, we've had years to work on it, so uh, that, that, that helps. Yes, it's uh, 183 megabytes uh, of PDF if you wish to download it. It's a uh, it's a very very attractive looking document, and uh, it explains how the game works, both from the player's perspective and from the uh, from an owner or uh, repairer's perspective as well. Right. So. Uh, definitely worth having a look because it's just quite informative about how the game goes together because it's a different style of game and uh, you know, even the back box how, how you attach the back box uh, um, is different because it's uh, theme or it's, it's designed to be you know, more of a, a, a ballet style um, um, cabinet back build box. yeah yeah so. yes so it, it works quite differently to how you might expect. So it's interesting to, to see how that how that works. I'm sure there are other aspects of the game I haven't quite got onto yet, which uh, which are uh, unusual, if not innovative. Right. So, uh, yeah, get available now through uh, chicago-gaming.com um, through their website. Okay, interesting. So um, uh, moving back to um, uh, Europe, Hexa mm-hmm. Pinball in France... <laughs> Uh, who have their um, uh, well? They have been working on building their first space hunt uh, games, and uh, the first are actually uh, finished and about to be delivered to their um, new homes, which is uh, uh, good news. Um, it took them quite a few months uh, to get to this point. I mean, we've been talking about them for almost a year, I think. Um, mm, but. Yeah, but uh, congratulations for them for delivering their first games. And they also announced that they will be present at four French uh, pinball events, uh, uh, which are taking place between March and uh, June. 
mm-hmm. uh, of this year and more events to be announced. And, uh, uh, I'm not going to name all the places, but they're going to be at the uh, Salon du Brasseur et du Flipper. Crazy well, that's easy for you to say. <laughs> I know. That's why I say it. <laughs> Crazy Flip, uh, Flip Expo, which we know very well, of oh, course, yes. mm-hmm. and uh, Flip Pursuit West. Okay. And, um, and, well, more shows to be announced, and uh, I look forward to playing the game, although I have no plans to visit any of these uh, four shows. No, I'm hoping they might be able to make it across the uh, the channel and come to the UK Pinfest show in oh. uh, in August. Oh, that would be So that, maybe that would be one of the more shows to be announced shows right okay so um and that's well, all the news from 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 france i would say it is so let's uh let's travel all the way around to the other side of the world pretty much and uh go and see what's happening happening with Homepin, who are over in taiwan and right. i understand uh, you've been having a little bit of a, a talk with uh, mike kalinowski yes it's the uh the the owner of the company um mike and i um or when we talk it's always lengthy and uh, <laughs> I think Mark, both Mike and I are lengthy speakers so it's no surprise there um, we've been talking about uh, a lot of stuff that I can't uh, discuss yet because it has to do with their uh, upcoming game but there's also still the uh, the current game this is Spinal Tap and uh, we already mentioned that um, there has been a redesign to the playfield to add a um, a third flipper, um, but there's more. There will be a a code update coming, as uh, Mike complained that the game was too difficult, uh, resulting in uh, players not seeing any of the features or not reaching any of the features. Uh, in the game, or, or or activating any mechanisms and that kind of stuff. Um, so there will be a new code update coming up with simpler code, or basically making the game uh, uh, simpler for people to to get to certain features. Right, and that should uh, make the game more appealing as well. Yes, well, that that combined with the new um, upper right flipper. Uh, which makes the center ramp uh, um, easier to shoot. Will right. uh, will uh, well both they are needed, and uh, we look forward to seeing how how that uh, changes the gameplay. Because certainly I've I've played it a few times, and I found that center ramp difficult to shoot, and also found that I was shooting a lot of things and not much was happening. So right. I, I do I too get the feeling that uh, we're not going to see much of what's in the game at this current uh, in this current code version. Yeah. So um, that'd be that'd be nice um, if it's uh, know, the, the, there's there are mechs in the game which I've never even got to see, which is uh, partly because I didn't play very well, but partly because I couldn't shoot the ramp very easily either. But uh, anyway, that's yeah, the so. uh, that's the that's the top news from uh, Spinal Tap. Well, Interesting, oh, but 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 there's more, oh, there's more. news, more oh. news from Hopin. Yes, uh, oh. as I mentioned, they are working on. Uh, uh, a game to follow this is Spinal Tap um, which is based on a, a very well known movie license I would say um, the only thing else I can say about that game is that um, it will run on open source software 
And will we have a new board system um, uh, designed uh, for, uh, for that game? And uh, it basically means that if you have a game and you don't like the way it plays, um, then it's up to you to change it. <laughs> oh, right. DIY pinball. Okay. Sort of, yes, yeah. And, of course, not everybody's going to do that. But if there's a few people that are uh, uh, on board and, and uh, turn, basically, uh, the software into a very fun game, uh, everybody wins. Mm, and I guess, theoretically, you could have multiple versions of the game then with oh, different yeah, rule yeah. sets. Yeah. So you can play one and then upload a different one. Right, mm. yeah. So, and. Um, but it's uh, a licensed theme, though, yes? It is a licensed theme, yes. Yeah. Um, and, uh, well, I guess if a licensor isn't happy, then good luck trying to sue someone in Taiwan. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I mean, uh, I was always under the impression that, that pinball manufacturers didn't want open source code. Uh, because of the risk of, let's say, uh, uh, a coil. Yeah, uh, being locked on and burning yeah, and burning yeah, the machine, burning, burning yeah. the house down. and Exactly, that yeah. kind of stuff, yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, there is a, um, uh, because I asked about that, there, there, there will be a uh, something in the game to prevent that from happening. Yes, that's a century um, Right, um, and uh, licenses might be upset with, um, um, for example, uh, uh, people adding uh, cursing words or, or something like that. Apparently for this uh, theme, um, well, the, I wouldn't say it would be appropriate, but <laughs> um, it doesn't have to, to uh, it, it's, it, I wouldn't say it's not fitting. Mm, that, okay. Like that. So, so, right. so that, that's also not something that a licensor probably would complain about. And then again, even if it's uh, this is probably on such a small kill scale, then yeah, why bother? So, well, anyway, so, oh, so yeah. that, that, that's the news from uh, from Home Pin uh, right now. Okay. Um, I'm still expecting. Uh, that that upcoming game that will take uh, months, but we should at least see it at Pinball Expo this year. So uh, um, tickets have already gone on sale for Pinball Expo. So that I mean that's that's like six months away. So <laughs> okay, let me let me throw this uh, curveball of a question at you then. Um, what's the link between uh, this is Spinal Tap and the Princess Bride? Oh, um, I think I know. Do you? Oh, yeah. okay, yeah. good. Yeah, yeah, I right. Yeah, okay, yeah. moving on then. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you want to tell our listeners as well? Well, you better if you think you know. Uh, I think both movies have the same director. Correct, yeah, Rob Reiner, yes. Yes, indeed. Yeah, so... Uh, uh, the Princess Bride, I think, came out. Uh, I think uh, wasn't the wasn't the movie directly after Spinal Tap. It was the movie after that from, from uh, Rob. So uh, yeah, so, well so done. Actually, we, we better look up what movie he else has done because there might be more pimple material in there. Yeah, indeed. 
yeah, that could be uh, could be the next game from either of those companies. Right. So okay. Well, that rounds it up for um, uh, Homepin in in Texas and this little side segment. Uh, yeah, it's time to move on to what was actually our second headline. Remember all that time about back uh, when we we started this uh, pincast, which was about Haggis Pinball and are they in financial trouble? We asked the question because there was an email update sent out from Damien Hartin, um, who uh, who owns the company, and uh, basically is saying that they. Um, they've changed their want to change their their manufacturing methodology due to the fact that they have been having supply chain difficulties and their systems relied on getting parts delivered to them just in time for the game to, to go into production well um when they had these delays it means that basically they they can't make any more games until they, until the uh, the parts turn up so they said that they want to change that and uh, want to um, uh, basically build up a stock of parts so they have inventory, uh, which means that if there are any delays in uh, in supplies, they'll still be able to carry on um, producing games. Uh, seems logical. Yeah, indeed. But to do that, they they need to have enough money in order to buy stocks of parts for all their games. Whereas previously they would, um, I, I don't want to suggest that um, that they didn't have any financing, but it seemed that uh, they would ask for money for from buyers. Uh, buyers would put down an initial deposit, but they'd ask for the, the full price of the game shortly before the game went into production. Their particular game went into production, right. which meant that they'd they'd get the money and would be able to buy the parts and make the game. Um, but in order to have all the parts there early, they have to get the money up front from somewhere. So they say, uh, so in order to, to support this change, they say, we will need to further slow down production activities, which are pretty much, well, they are making games, but they're very, very slowly. And so we will right. need to recapitalize and refocus our procurement strategies and partner offerings, which to me says they got to, they need an injection of money in order to buy parts and um, re- renegotiate some contracts they have with some of their suppliers. Um, and so if say, you want to invest in a people company... <laughs> <laughs> yes, I say, uh, in the short term, this means that for those of you currently waiting on a game from us, there will be further delays. Um which uh, is uh, obviously disappointing, and I don't know what the potential outcome is if they don't get the uh, the recapitalisation, don't get the investment of, of money. Well, you'll it's, be waiting for your Centaur game for a very long time, I suppose. Well, it doesn't look like they can carry on going the way that they they were. Um, I've seen various claims posted. Which, which said that they had been requesting full payment on Centaur Revisited games that had been pre-ordered. Right. Even though they aren't actually close to starting production of that, they're still making the, the Fathom Revisited games, haven't yeah. finished those. Yeah, that's usually not a good sign. Yeah. But I don't want to read too much into it, but uh, you know, just uh, just a little red flag being waved there. Um, but they are still listed uh, on the Texas Pinball Festival as an exhibitor. So whether they will be there or not, we don't know. But uh, 
will they have the funds to attend that show and bring some games? Or uh, work with a local distributor to, to bring the games? Uh, it be interesting to see, and uh, I'm sure that if they are there, then uh, Damien and Martin uh, were there uh, last time. So it'd be good to, uh, to to hear it from them. What uh, I'm sure they would uh, have plenty of questions to answer um, from various uh, attendees to the show about right. uh, what's going on. Um, I don't know that I don't think they're scheduled to do a seminar yet, but of course that that could always change. Yeah. So, uh, oh, so well, that's. Um, Hopefully they will find a, a way to continue uh, producing oh, games yeah. because, because their games are uh, built like a tank, I would say, even though they're not American. <laughs> and, uh, very good. Uh, yeah. Um, they do have some software issues, I know that, um, which which the people who own the Centaur game um, were not looking forward to. But those, those who have the Fathom are still waiting on various bugs to be fixed. Um so uh, I don't know. It's, uh, it's it's a mixed bag, but yes, obviously we we don't want them to to stop making uh, their 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 wonderful games and maybe amazing remakes, um, and we want to see many more coming from them. So yeah, sure. uh, fingers course, crossed. It works both ways. If we talk about uh, the 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 way the company is is, is financed, I mean. If you have to order, say, like uh, drop target units for uh, 20 games because you're building 20 games, you're paying a lot more money for those 20 mm. units than if you would have them, uh, if you would buy them for 100 or, or 200 games in bulk and have them laying on the shelf. Yes, that requires an investment, but the price per, uh, for, for those parts goes down. And um, uh, would eventually result in, let's say, a higher profit. Yeah, or or potentially lower prices of the games in the first place. But I mean, well, one potential um, scenario is that they say, "Well, okay, we're going to need five hundred of these drop target assemblies." Okay, give us a price of five hundred, but we don't want them all at once. We want, uh, you know, 10 this week, 10 next week, or 100 at the beginning of this month, 100 at the beginning of next month. Right. And we, and we pay them, pay for them when they're delivered. Okay, so you commit to buying 500, but you don't pay for them. You, and you pay the 500 price, but you don't get them all at once. And you don't have to not, pay for them all at once. So Not, not, not sure when you would get the discount then, but sure. Well, you know, it depends how it fits in with the manufacturer's schedule as well. But uh, maybe that's, I'm guessing that's the kind of thing that they're talking about uh, renegotiating uh, with their with their manufacturing partners. Right. So, oh, well, hopefully they find a solution. So. Yes, absolutely. And we will bring you whatever news we can find out. Yeah. Now, speaking of uh, news that we find out or found out, um, this was actually uh, found out by uh, NEP Arcade. The, uh, there is another uh, starting uh, startup pinball company, I would say, in Australia called mm-hmm. Vector Pinball, and we mentioned them before. We did, yeah. Yeah, uh, they have a game called uh, Eight Ball Fury, mm. and a pre-production model, uh, which I believe is still a prototype, but still okay. Um, is currently uh, uh, on location at the um, One Up Arcade in Brisbane. 
And uh, not only that, the arcade is, uh, or the company, Vector Pinball, is running a cash prize contest for uh, 100 Australian dollars for the highest score of the month. Uh, mm, which month is the question? Uh, probably the current one. Uh, oh. I, uh, so, um, but um, yeah, and um, in earlier, uh, an earlier episode of our pincast we also mentioned there is a website vectorpinball.com mm-hmm. um at the time uh, that website was uh, uh, rather uh, under construction i would say um but um has been filled with content in the meantime um it turns out the company is owned by uh, jason mcnally who has a uh, lengthy career uh, in uh, operating and fixing pinball machines uh, as well as in uh, customizing yes. uh, pinball machines, uh, mostly what I could see from photos, uh, firepower playfields to a uh, um, uh, various custom themes uh, for uh, advertising, uh, mm. uh, promotion, yeah, for that kind of stuff. Corporate clients, really. Yes. Yes. So um, uh, uh, there's definitely some experience in, in customizing uh, pinball machines, and now they're uh, attempting to uh, to start production. Hopefully, Australia is a, uh, a healthy climate to um, to to start building pinball. Um, although I do hear uh, that that Australia might not be such a, a good environment. Uh, because well, in Europe, if you're looking for a uh, a metal part supplier, um, you you can find one or more than one in every city. Um, in Australia, that 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 might still be a thousand miles away. Uh, mm. so it's, it's, uh, uh, yeah, it's true. Ge- geographical challenges um, uh, that 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 may not help. Uh, or creating the best environment for for pinball manufacturing. On the other hand, Hankin did it years ago, so oh, it yeah. should well, still be and, possible. And Haggis too, of course, uh, until recently. Yeah. So uh, yeah, it's uh, one of the things we have learned though from from uh, Haggis' experience is the the cost of shipping games from Australia is quite quite high compared yes. to uh, US. Um, they, it does tend to rely on you being able to send out a container full. Um, if you're um, if you're exporting from Australia to any other country uh, internally, yes, not so difficult. But uh, given the different uh, distances you were talking about, but right. uh, yeah, um, shipping costs are quite are quite high. Although obviously they come down in recent months um, from their pandemic uh, ludicrously high uh, shipping prices. Yeah. So anyway, best of luck to Vector Pinball. We will, of course, yeah. keep you updated with uh, with how their uh, Eight War Fury game does on location. Right. Okay. So, and that um, uh, well, then there's a bunch of companies. Yeah. Where we have absolutely nothing to report. <laughs> on. Yeah. So that's uh, Pedretti Gaming, Pinball Adventures, yeah. Yeah. Cardona Pinball, uh, Bitronic. Yeah. STR pinball, which we're still including, yeah. Quetzal pinball, yeah. uh, and Circus Maximus. 
<laughs> remember them? <laughs> yeah, I remember them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Funny, I was, I was, uh, I was researching, searching that for this, uh, this pincast, and I was going back and looking at uh, some of the previous announcements and from them, and I'm saying we, I think it was 2015. I said we, we've just, um, just bought this this big warehouse where we're going to. Uh, have our own spray booth. We're going to be doing all the manufacturing of Python's Pinball Circus. I wonder what happened to that. Mm. Mm. Yeah. That's we'll find out at some point. Uh, but uh, as of now, no news um, from from Circus Maximus and uh, that all the Kingpin project that they were working on. Right. Okay. So then there is other news. Other news. Now you may remember last month. One of our major headlines was we will bring you dinner with Jack, the, the first of a new series. Yes. In which we sat down for dinner with uh, Jack Guarneri of uh, Jersey Jack Pinball, and uh, we basically recorded it and brought you the, the outcome. Well, well, you may have got some of that if you listened very quickly. <laughs> yes, if you were one of the early listeners. Early achievers. Uh, yes, yeah. So, well, yeah. <laughs> then you got that. And if you were a little bit later, then you got a little bit less. And, um, yeah, what happened was we rec- um, at, the, at the start of the dinner, um, Martin and I, just, just to... to paint the picture here. Uh, Martin and I were the first to arrive at the restaurant, so we were at the table. Um, then the rest of the group arrives, including Jack Guarneri and uh, a bunch of people I won't name. And um, uh, we explain, I, I, I clearly recall explaining, we will be recording this and we're going to do this segment called Dinner with Jack and explain what the idea behind the, the, uh, that is. And, mm-hmm. well, sure, everybody's fine with that. And um, so we, we, uh, we eat, we drink, and uh, two weeks later we put that online in our uh, pincast. And, uh, and one of the, 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 the people that was at the table was like, I don't remember you guys asking. And he wanted to take it down. And um, at first, I was like, we did, we did tell everybody at the table, and we explained. And uh, uh, but he was very insistent. And um, uh, first, we trimmed it down, and then he was upset because there was still a part uh, that he uh, apparently was not happy with. And at that point, I was like, listen, we did say we did everything by the book. Um, the fact that you don't remember doesn't mean that we didn't tell you. Mm. So, yeah. and I left it like that. So, uh, uh, I'm not even sure whether it's completely gone or whether it's. Uh, uh, I think there's still three minutes up there or something. Anyway, okay. Was, uh, so th- that's what happened, and uh, yeah. I apologize for everybody that got upset because they were at the table and apparently not aware. Um, I apologize even more to our listeners for promising them a segment that we had to uh, uh, delete. Um, The the, the good news is, um, I also talked to Jack Monieri about this, who was like, I found it very funny, and we should do this again. So, 
<laughs> we're looking forward to recording more dinners with Jack in the uh, in the future, and uh, we'll be extra careful with uh, other guests at the table, making sure they are aware that uh, we're recording a segment for our show. I have to get some signs put up on the table, you know, recording in progress or something like that. So, yeah, uh, and, uh, sign but, a, uh, a no quit claim <laughs> front. Yeah, unfortunately, that's uh, the rules of the game, really. If uh, even if people agree in advance to being recorded, if they uh, subsequently are unhappy with their uh, appearance um, and um, object, then you kind of have to you have to take it down or take out their contribution anyway. Uh, and it was it would have been far too too complicated to go through and edit it, edit out one person's um, speech. Um, from what was a uh, a round table discussion or a round table of people eating and uh, talking pinball anyway uh yeah. we'll we'll uh, we'll work on that one and and and, and have another go um, you see even i make mistakes sometimes i find that very hard to believe well <laughs> i'm only human well, so you say. Okay, well, uh, so that, that's what happened. Uh, if you were expecting uh, a longer or indeed uh, any dinner with Jack uh, in our recording and you didn't catch it when it was on the website, um, I apologise for that. Uh, we, As I say, we will try and, and, and do better next time. Right. Okay, so uh, somebody else who uh, what, probably... What will, is, what will we be having next time? Well, mm, yeah... Uh, so I was going to say, somebody else who also would say, well, never mind, I'll, I'll see if I can do better next time, is Robert Mueller um, of Deep Root, who, uh, his case uh, brought by the Security and Exchange Commission, um, where who are uh, doing a civil prosecution against him and the Deep Root companies for, um, well, basically, um, a number of different uh, claims about how they utilised the the money they took in for uh, investments and uh, didn't spend it in the way that they said they were going to. So that case is ongoing and is uh, after there was an attempt at mediation, which uh, didn't work out. So now there is a court date court date set for the tenth of June at nine a.m. where. Uh, the, the the start of the the hearing is due to happen. Now that date may slip for any number of reasons. It's not unusual. Well, in fact, it's quite common for one party or the other to request a delay for uh, in order to to uh, prepare their case better, and that is is often granted. So, but at the moment we do have tenth of June. Put that. Um, on the back burner for now, and we will remind you of it nearer the time. And uh, this, of course, remember, this is just the SEC versus Robert Mueller in a civil case. This is not anything to do with um, a federal case, which may be waiting in the wings um, after the conclusion of this particular uh, um, case. So we'll we'll see what happens there. Now, other news, I've also got um, uh, a message this month from... Uh, Stephanie Lesser, who is a uh, renowned uh, puzzle book um, author, and she just uh, says that her uh, 101 Pimple Puzzles book is now available on Amazon, which is a collection of uh, word searches and crosswords and uh, various various um, puzzles 
that are all pinball related. And um, it's, um, yeah, it's available on Amazon. If you go and search for 101 pinball puzzles, then you will be able to find it. And uh, she got in touch with me particularly to let me know that my name is uh, in one of the puzzles. So there you go. Fame at last. At last. Yes, I knew. I knew all the good stuff would come eventually. I'm so happy for you. Oh, well, you know, you have to take what you can get. Now, anyway, um, talking about taking what you can get, uh, we hope to see you in person at the uh, Texas Pinball Festival. We mentioned it several times, but we're also holding our So You Think You Know Pinball free prize quiz. And we'll be doing that. Yeah, that is. Yes, that's right. Pinball trivia quiz, yep. Which we'll be holding, I think, currently it's scheduled for 5 p.m., on Saturday, and that will be held in the in the bar area of yeah. the Embassy Suites Frisco, not the normal seminar room, which um, that's where we normally hold the uh, yeah. the bar areas where we normally hold the quiz. So if you uh, if you've been to one of them before, uh, we'll, we'll be in the usual place. It's Hopefully. where the happy hour is. So <laughs> exactly, well, it's doubly happy hour because we're there giving away lots of free pinball stuff to people right. who uh, get some of the questions right. Yeah, we still have to ask all the companies uh, uh, to, yes. to sponsor us with uh, those prizes. But uh, uh, sponsors in the past have been Jersey Jack Pinball, American Pinball, uh, Pinball Brothers, Stern Pinball, uh, Multimorphic, um, uh, basically every every large manufacturer of, of pinball machines and uh, or, or, or merchandise mm. sponsored our quiz and... Uh, we're very uh, grateful for that, and uh, uh, and it's always fun to give away uh, those prizes, uh, especially as random as it goes. <laughs> it is, yes, and uh, it's all it's all good fun, um, and we have lots and lots of prizes to give away. And uh, at the end of it, we we end up with with none for ourselves, and we give them all away. So yeah. uh, even if, the ones if, that we rather keep. For I know. So. <laughs> There's some nice stuff there which yeah. we'd really like to have. But uh, no, well, the agreement is we give them away as prizes, so we do. And uh, if, you, if you are at the show, then uh, please come along at 5 o'clock on Saturday evening in the bar area. You'll probably be around there anyway getting your free drinks. Right, I, so that rounds it up for uh, our recap of the Pimble Industry News for February 2024. Indeed it does, and we'll, we'll, so we'll be back at the start of April. Oh, seems so long in the future, but uh, no, we'll be back um, in a month's time with our next pincast, looking back at all the events in the pinball world throughout this exciting month of uh, March 2024, including the Texas Pinball Festival. Um, so, until then, we, uh, we both hope you have a magnificent March, and we both look forward to joining you again next month the uh, very latest edition of our regular Pinball Industry News Pincast. Okay. So from uh, from me, Martin Ebb, I'll wish you a goodbye. And so do I. Okay. My so... name is Jonathan from Pinball. <laughs> <laughs> in, in case you've forgotten. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see you next time. And until then, bye. Bye. bye.